spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, 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 fantastic Friday. Bob Gatos, Chad is not here. We gave him the day off today. He'll be back on Monday. The wise man, Steve Zinsmeister, is in. You think he just, like, hangs out with his lizards? I don't really care. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, we're coming up. uh, I'm thinking in the next hour we're going to get this thing. Uh, And I just want to warn you. It's not me warning. I think it's everybody. What we're going to see is terrible. What we're going to see is is going to be really bad. All right. What am I talking about? Um, There is uh, uh, police footage that is going to be released in Memphis. Uh, And a man was killed. Um, Five police officers uh, beat him. And a couple days later, he died. Now, I always start on the side of the cops. That's what I do. Uh, I don't apologize for that. Uh, I always start on the side that the cops uh, were right. And then I go from there. And, you know, there are times where, hey, the cops were right here. That guy did this, that, and the other thing. The cops did a good job. But in, you know, let's just say like the Floyd case, you go through that and you're like, that was a disaster. And that guy, that cop should be in jail. All right. So let's tell you what happened because uh, this is a little different story um, because the video hasn't been released yet. And in the Floyd situation... It was all over the internet. That's how you found out about it. Right. You saw the video. Hey, did you see the video, Gators? No, what video? Oh, my gosh, you got to see this. Everybody's seeing this thing. That's how it spread. This is different. Um, there wasn't a someone, you know, a bystander that was, you know, shooting video. This is from the police. They have to release it, and they should. Five cops. They've been fired. Five cops charged with... From, what, second-degree murder to a whole bunch of other stuff. Here's the FBI director talking about it. What happened in in Memphis is obviously tragic. I've seen the video myself, and I will tell you I was appalled. I'm struggling to find a stronger word, but I will just tell you I was appalled. Okay, so we're getting that not many people have seen the video, maybe four or five people, and what they're saying is this thing is horrific. This is similar to a Rodney King beating. And so we're going to see it today. And a lot of people, obviously, were worried about Memphis. Um, We don't know what's going to happen. The reaction uh, to uh, a man named uh, Tyree Nichols. His mom has spoken out. Uh, He was just pulled over and things went bad. And what's interesting is we don't really know a lot of details about what happened. Right. So Tyree Nichols, 29-year-old black man, was pulled over for supposedly erratic driving. All right. Although, so it's a traffic stop. Although uh, the police do say that he at some point gets out and runs, and there's another incident when they apprehend him for running. Okay. And that's when this video, uh, that's what it's going to capture is that incident. Right. Although... The police chief has already come out and said, we don't necessarily have the evidence to show that this was a justified traffic stop. It might have been, but we don't have the evidence for that yet. Yeah. So why was he pulled over? It's a good question. Was he pulled over because he's black? I don't know. Also worth noting, Mm. the five officers who were fired already and will be charged are facing charges of second degree murder are all black. Yep. 
So is, this isn't necessarily a white on black racism type situation, but it is still a sign of police brutality. Mm-hmm. And racism doesn't always cross races. Let's be honest about it. Right. You can be racist no matter what color your skin is. Yeah. So th- there's going to be a lot of questions about that. Here are a couple questions I have. Why did you pull him over? Was there a reason to pull him over? I don't know yet. Um, why did he run? It's a question we always ask. Things do not work out if you run. Or resist. Okay. Yeah, Things like yeah, that. Yeah, or resist or yes. Okay. But here's here's the point. After you do catch the man, um, you can't beat him for three minutes. Now, again, I haven't seen the video yet. But from everybody that's seen it, and it's only been five or six people, including the mom. It's bad. And the director of the FBI. It's bad. Um, um, there, you, there, there are, um, uh, she, here's the mom. Uh, it's very horrific. So all these questions, like, why did you run? Okay, but just because you run doesn't mean for three straight minutes you're beaten by five people and five cops. Because, you know, we'll find out. Did they, did they catch him, subdue him? Because then it should be over. It's over. When you subdue the guy, it's done. Think about it. If they subdued him and for three full minutes they beat him, that's why these five cops got fired. Imagine if you look at the time. It's 412. What if we said nothing for the next three minutes? That's You'll feel it how long that is. That's forever. You will feel it forever. If we sat here and said nothing. Now, just imagine getting wailed on for those three minutes. Right, right. So, it goes so far as they've already fired these officers. I mean... That's an admission of guilt. Uh, you're level. saying that, yeah. It's, they fired them. And they've charged them with big-time stuff. So, we're supposed to get this video. Uh, and it's supposedly very, very bad. I think it's 6 o'clock Tennessee, which I think they're on Central Time. So if I'm right, I think it'll be released in about 45 minutes. Around 5 o'clock, they're probably going to have some sort of press conference to uh, show the video to the world. Right. Here's the one. I know a lot of people are like, I hope Memphis doesn't burn down. Right. We've seen what ha- has happened in different, you know, the riots. Fer- Ferguson. We've seen what's happened, you know. Um, the fact that we've all been... Warned for days uh, that we're getting this video on a Friday, and it's brutal. It's preparing us. And I think some people, you know, who are out there that want to go and protest, nothing wrong with protesting. Peaceful protests. Uh, The mom of the victim said, please, peaceful, peaceful. The president of the United States put out a statement today. Yeah. Please, if you're going to protest, don't. Light everything on fire. Right, right. Here's the mom. If you guys are here for me and Tyree, yeah. then you will protest peacefully. Yeah. So the word is out that the video is brutal. A man died at the hands of five officers who have been fired for it. And we haven't even seen the video. Mom is out. The president is out. The FBI director is out. And they're saying this is a horrific video. Don't. If you're going to protest, do do it peacefully. So I don't know what we're going to see tonight, but um, I hope I hope that that people do it peacefully. Can I tell you one word that's going to be in my head while watching the video? 
Yeah. Assuming I end up watching the video. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch the video, but yeah. the word coordinated comes to mind. How so? Are the five officers appearing to be in a coordinated effort to attack this man? Because it's hard for five people to wail on one person at the same time. Are they taking turns? Does it look like a coordinated effort? Is that conspiracy to commit murder? They're going to face a lot more charges, I, I think, know. if that's what this is. Yeah. I don't know. It's horrifying to think about. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. Uh, still to come uh, this hour, we've got uh, some border stuff we've got to get into. There's a, 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 a part of Arizona that uh, is going to be very busy. And it's all because of the app that President Biden has put out for folks in different countries to come here uh, legally. We're going to get to that. Hey, but right now it's time for Five Spot. So, um, it is my uh, 10-year wedding anniversary this Sunday. Becky Lynn, did you hear the great news? I, I, I've lasted 10 years. Congratulations. <laughs> and many, many Thank more. You. Uh, I want to hear what your key to a successful marriage is. I want to know what it is. 277-KTAR. Five spot. We're going to put five of you on the spot about this. My 10-year wedding anniversary to the most lovely woman in the world. Uh, and I'm just wondering, what is your key to a successful uh, marriage? 602-277-KTAR, 277-5827. Next. And Chad. Brought to you by Parker and Sons. Heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. All right. Time for five spot. Uh, it is my 10-year uh, wedding anniversary on Sunday. Wow. I know. I know. I am married to the greatest woman on the planet. I love this woman. Um, and I cannot live without her. She is just amazing. Um I wanted to do five spot and talk about what's your key to a successful marriage. I'll give you mine in a second. Um, but what is your key to a successful marriage? 277-KTAR. Uh, All right. Let's see. Uh, let's start with uh, Gina in Phoenix, 32 years married. Uh, Gina, what's the key? What's the key to successful marriage? Well, we communicate well. You you have to talk about things because you're going to fight. And then when we fight, we don't say things in anger mm. that we would regret later. Interesting. All right. I'm going to piggyback off of that. I'm going to give you my thing that I've learned in 10 years. Oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm taking okay. notes. Listen, you guys know me. I like to win arguments. <laughs> they pay me to come here and argue sometimes. It doesn't okay? happen a lot. But... I, it does happen a lot. Oh, okay. I, I, I like to, to, I, I don't, I like to argue. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat okay at it. With my wife, I have no interest in winning an argument. None. And it wasn't like that right at the beginning. I learned very quickly. Uh, I know that most of the time it's my fault. And I'm not just saying that to say it. It usually is because I'm a dope sometimes. And I've learned that if I'm going to apologize to my wife, I've got to apologize from the absolute depths of my soul and mean it. Not just say, Okay, fine. I'm sorry. That doesn't work. So that's what I've learned. When you apologize, guys, do it from the depths of your soul. Yeah. That's the way that 
and hopefully I can continue to, to do that. I'm not married, but I've, I have a girlfriend I've been with for four years, and I wrote down, it's always your fault. That's what I say to myself. Yeah. but it's always it, your fault. But most of the time, it is my fault. Well, yeah. All right. Uh, my 10-year wedding anniversary is this Sunday. Your key to a successful marriage. Bill and Peoria married 37 years. What do you got, Bill? Hey, Gatos. First, congratulations. That's great. Thank uh, you. Second, I'm married to the best woman, not you. <laughs> and, I love uh, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 37 years together. It, uh, same thing the last person said. Mm. Communication. Uh, forgiveness has been a key. Um you know, obviously, after 40 years, uh, it's, it hasn't always been great. Um, but you get through it, and you've already learned a lot. If you just said some key things there about uh, um, about the, the the forgiveness part, really. You yeah. know, yeah, because you have to be sincere about it. Don't you, just say it just because that's what feels like the right thing to say. Yeah, and it, even with our last caller, don't say something that they're going to remember as harsh. Because you will remember that, and that's going to leave that's going to leave a little scar. And nowadays, people bring receipts. That's right. They remember. Dan in Glendale married twenty seven years. What do you got, Dan? Uh, uh, key to a great uh, marriage. Yeah, yeah. For me, for me, it's uh, always being kind to each other. Um, I uh, go out of my way to pump her gas and open doors for her, even open her car doors for her, and you don't see that yeah. a lot anymore. And um, just uh, do the little things for each other. You know, the the other parts that we do is, you know, communication and all those things. But we really try to go out of our way to do little, fun, nice little things for each other. And I think that, that makes our marriage. I love it. I love it, Dan. Uh, Chris and Goodyear on KTAR. Chris, key to a great marriage. Your marriage 35 years. Yeah, it'll be 35 years in June. Uh, first, let me say that Chad takes so many days off, he has to go to a new employee orientation three times a year. <laughs> you can get him to sit still, though. I long. know, yeah. right? Yeah. What I've learned in 35 years is that uh, a strong, too good forgiver is because we're going to ultimately say things class at times, but when we forgive yep. little things and not hold on to them, drive them crazy. Right. And I've also noticed that many of our friends that were married to the same we were, were a couple years, and I think I've learned the magic ratio. I can predict with 95% certainty who's going to be divorced within five years of marriage. Wow. People, And it's when people talk about their mates uh, to others, yep. it's a ratio of five positive comments to one negative comment. Uh, they'll yeah. be married still within 10 years. Yeah, That seems to be the ratio that I found. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I'm the positive guy in my relationship. I, think I try if, to shower with compliments. Yeah. I think if you are going out with other people and you are saying this about my husband and I don't like this, and then you know what? He needs to do it's not good, man. That's not the one for you. Hey, thanks, everybody, for the calls. Uh, yeah, my 10-year uh, wedding anniversary to the most lovely woman on the planet. Is that the 10 anniversary? 10. 10. 10? 10? 10? Like you have to get a 10 I don't know. present? I don't know. Aluminum? Something like that. I'm not doing it. I don't know. What uh, What am I going to get that's 10? Uh-huh. Coming up next, Biden's border plot policy. Uh, could lead to disaster in uh, one Arizona port of entry. Next. <laughs> Yeah, you're darn right it is. Chad will be back on Monday. The wise man Steve Zinsmeister is in. And Becky Lynn's always here. She's fantastic. You want to talk about the border for a minute? Yeah, we do that a lot. I know. It's a mess. 
Uh, so Biden finally wanted to do something about it. And he said, four countries. If you come from these four countries and you try and come to our border, we will turn you right around and send you back into Mexico. We were only doing that with Venezuela. He had three. He had three other countries. Okay. Haiti, Cuba, Nicaragua. Very good, wise man. I nailed that. Like it. Like it. Now, listen, I don't know if it's going to work. No idea. I think it's I think one one country. I think it's better to have four. Let's have the four countries there. I know there are a lot of other countries. People come from other countries. They come in here over the border. Well, I'm sure they expanded it because it was working. If it wasn't working, you wouldn't expand it to other so, countries. So what you're saying is Venezuela was the first that we said, we'll turn you right around. That seemed to work. Why not add three more countries? I don't know that it well, worked, yeah. but I'm assuming that's okay. the logic, right? Okay. Well, there's no logic when it comes to government. Yeah, true. Okay. Here's an interesting wrinkle. He added an app to this whole thing. So let's say I had the app. You did. Let's say you're in Nicaragua. All right. If I if I want to go to the United States and uh, claim asylum, I can't do that now. I can't show up at the border. They will turn me around. If it was last month, I could have shown up at the border and walked right over. It's not the case anymore. So you got to get on an app. And it was funny. You did download the app. I you tried to it. sneak into the country. You were unsuccessful. I was already here. You were already here. it's worth. I, I, I kind of <laughs> cheated the system by already being here. Okay. So if you are on that app from your example, Nicaragua. Right. Okay. And, you know, you, you basically are typing in and doing your thing and you get an appointment at the border. Correct. All right. How many, how many points of entry do we have? In the country? Well, yeah. How many ports? Oh, yeah. man. I don't know a the lot. answer to that. There's a lot of ports. Yeah. Okay. Here's the here's the thing. Arizona, we have one port of entry for the folks who want to come here, and that's it. One port of entry. In the whole state? In the whole state. Nogales. Doesn't seem like a lot. It doesn't seem like a lot. Aren't you sending a lot more people? Like if if I'm in Nogales, I'm not liking this. A lot more people are now gonna come here. Yeah. These are the folks they're going to let in. For sure, because they've already gone on the app. They've they've already done whatever the paperwork is on the app, whatever it is. And then they're allowed to go to Nogales. If I'm in Nogales, I'm like, why are you singling us out? Or even if it's just people, maybe they didn't get the appointment or they they heard the, I got to go to Nogales, but they didn't set an appointment. They just heard somewhere, hey, Biden says go to Nogales. Right. That person's showing up at your front door, too. Yeah. They just don't have an appointment. I, I think it's going to cause mass migration of people to Nogales. Here's the complicated part. All right. What about all the people that are already at the border or are close to it and are trying to cross in, I don't know, I'm just throwing another city out there, Yuma. We talked to the mayor, uh, Doug Nichols. He has told us that at times there were 1,100, 1,200 people crossing per day in Yuma. Right. You can't do that. If those people are sitting on the other side of the border and you tell them, hey, you got to make an appointment and it's got to be in Nogales, which is, I don't know, tons of hours walking that direction. Right. Right. Are they really going to do that? Are they really going to turn east and walk all that way to get to Nogales or are they just going to wait until it's nighttime and cross the border? At that point, the app is worthless to them. I think so. Because on the app, you know, there's a... Like the the administration, Biden administration is gonna gonna you know do a background check on you, all this kind of stuff. By that point, you don't have an appointment, so I think you're just walking in. You're gonna find a place to walk in. You're not gonna claim asylum. You're gonna walk in. You're gonna sneak in, and see. So what the, you know, a lot of experts say, is this app gonna work? You know, 
I don't know the I don't know the answer. What I do know is I think people are going to look at the app and say that's going to take too long. I'm just going to head to the border and I'm going to try and get over. Instead of claiming asylum, I'm just going to go to the border and I'm going to try and get over. I'm going to figure it out when I get I'm there. Going to figure it out when I get there. I'm being told by our uh, crack research and development team that there are 47 points of entry on the U.S.-Mexico border, okay. and then eight of them you can only eight. get appointments at. Only eight out of 47. Okay, so you use the app and wherever you use the app. And you get an appointment, you got to go to one of eight places, and the one in Arizona is Nogales. How does this affect cartels and the coyotes as well, the, the human smugglers? Because they've got people, they've got paths that they've always gone through. Mm-hmm. They've got a system worked out, and people are paying them for that system. Well, now, if you get stopped at a certain point, like let's say Yuma, and you get told, no, you got to go to Nogales, now the smugglers have extra space, extra length that they get to take people and get paid to take them a little bit more money then potentially yeah yeah Uh, this whole thing is up in the air i I don't know um a lot of people say at least biden's now trying to do something i really don't think that's good enough uh he needs to do a lot more he did nothing in the past we'll see if this plan slows anything down all right coming up next uh what's the definition of a botched execution in arizona it's not what you think stick around If you subscribe to the Gators and Chad Show podcast, you can subscribe right now on your iPhone, your Android. You're never going to miss any of the shows. It's the Gators and Chad Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams, Realty East Valley. Get a higher price selling your home. Get guaranteed offers. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. What's the uh, definition of a botched execution? Uh, One that went wrong? Well, specifically. Oh. Is it uh, what happened eight or nine years ago in Arizona? Uh, when a guy was on the gurney and it took a couple hours. Yeah, that one, I think that was fair to say that was botched. Okay, see, I think they got the job done. It took a little bit long. I wouldn't say it was botched. Is he dead? Yes, he's dead. So a couple I w- hours, I think, is too long. I don't think that that should be the norm. Um, right. Okay. I'm, I think that's fair. Okay. Well, in Arizona, we went eight years without executing anybody. And we've got a new governor. We've got a new AG. And they want to review the process. So they've pushed pause on executions. Uh, yesterday we had uh, Chris Mazon, the new attorney general. Listen, after eight years of having no executions, we went back to it last year and went three for three. Three people were executed. Uh, two of our reporters went and covered, I think two of them, not three, but two. And they reported that everything went fine it, for the most part. Not a lot of people are let in the room where it happens. They only they only select a few members of the media to represent each of the kind of like the branches of journalism. Ours happening maybe radio. Right. Um, so it's pretty rare to be in the room where it happens. We were in the room for at least two of them. Okay. All right. So what what went wrong? Because Mays is saying some things went wrong. Uh, here's one. If we're going to uh, have the ultimate penalty in Arizona, and we do, we have the death penalty here, and if we're going to carry it out in the name of 7 million Arizonans, which we are, it had better be competently done. Okay. So what was incompetent about the three executions? Because the only minor snafu that I could look at is the first of the three they had trouble finding a vein, and they had to find the vein in the murderer's groin. Probably not too pleasant. It's called a cut down. 
It's when you can't find the vein and you have to go in and cut a little hole so that you can get to the vein quicker. All right. That's legal. Okay. All right. All 7 million Arizonans have a right to know what the drug protocol is, what the skill level is, for instance, of the people who are carrying out these executions. Okay. The skill level of the so-called executioners. Is she talking about... Hey, listen, the guy who did the cut down had to get into the groinal area of the murderer uh, maybe, uh, you know, doesn't know how to do that very well. Maybe if they were better at this procedure, they wouldn't have needed the cut down procedure. Okay, that's fair, too. I think that might be a roundabout way of what she's saying. I got to tell you, that's not enough for me to stop executions. It's not for me either. No. By the way, cut down procedures, totally legal. Right. In Arizona. It happens. It's kind of a backup plan. Okay, so... I don't I wouldn't have paused anything. I would have just kept going and there's there's nothing egregious about what's happening. We're not torturing anybody. Uh we're using they know what drugs they're being. They know what drugs are being used. Uh I guess if you want to look into it, fine. You better not you better not take too long. I even asked Mays, are you for or against the death penalty? She's fine with it. To her credit, she answered it very directly. I didn't think I was going to get an answer. Any politician, you know, I usually don't think I'm going to get an answer. But you know me, I was going to push. I didn't have to push on that one. You for or against executions? Personally. I think she said, uh, I'm, I'm fine not against it. it, I yeah. think is what she said. Yeah, and then I said something okay, like, so you're, you're fine with it. You're for it. I clarified, yeah. So that's, it's not, so it's not that she's against it. She just wants to look into it. I was worried about that, actually, because I thought... Full disclosure, I thought that this was part of the governor and the AG's attempt to pause executions in hope of, that they would get rid of them Okay, in Arizona. All right. That was my first impression. Are we just stopping it and, quote unquote, reviewing it in hopes that we somehow eliminate executions, which I think would require legislation? I'm not really sure. Um, but I was worried about that. But then to hear Chris May's commit to the fact that on a personal level, she is OK with executions. And she did say, too, it's the law of the land. Right. I can't change the law. I have to uphold the law. Isn't it odd if that were the case? You'd have Hobbs and Mays for abortions, but against the death penalty of killing murderers. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Well, it's interesting to me because we talked about uh, Maricopa County attorney. Uh, Rachel Mitchell the Uh other day came out and had a press conference about this and said, what about the victims' families who have been waiting for years for them to to be executed? Let's worry about them and not the murderers. Let's worry about the victims' families. They kind of flipped the script politically on that issue. Yeah. I hope this is a quick review. Me too. I don't want it to be like six months plus. Who knows? It could be a year. I mean, I have no idea. We waited eight years last time. Why was nobody reviewing it during the eight years? All right, coming up, we've got Becky Lynn, 5 o'clock, ATA, our news expansion. Stick around.